I'm Deva Flowers. And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Well, Ms. Deva, I hope you did all that you said you were going to do last week. Uh, all of it? <laughs> every every little bit of it. Every little bit? Yes. Woke yes. up at three every morning like you do? No, I yeah. didn't. I didn't, yeah. I didn't do that. I, I wish I could. <laughs> I, I don't know how to go to bed at nine yet. I'm too young for that. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, ooh, that, ooh, that, that was a double-edged one. But, I genuinely uh, do wish that I can go to bed at nine, though. That's not that much of an insult. Well, you know, it, uh, and we'll all argue, and, you know, the experts say you got to have eight to nine hours of sleep. Well, sure. Uh, I, I can only have six. And my mind or my heart, my body just wakes up after six. And lately, for some reason, uh, we've been watching some um, better television, I guess, because by nine o'clock, there's nothing on this that I'm that I care to watch, you know. So uh, uh, Deb uh, records it on the VCR and then we watch it without commercials and all that kind of stuff, which is a lot better. Uh, so more and more, we I've been staying up a little bit later till until actually nine before we start heading upstairs and sometimes nine thirty. But six hours anyway so if yeah. you, if i go to fall asleep at 9 30 uh, i'm up at 3 30 you know it just ping so wow. I, I, know, I just i guess i trained myself for that and act and, and really probably the reason i have done that for so many years is that i i have a bad back so if i sleep more than six hours i mean six hours and five minutes my back starts hurting it, it's amazing. oh really so uh so i gotta get up and move around and you know, do my my thing so um at least that's one of the reasons. Uh, but, there... no, but nonetheless, as we were talking, as we finished last week, you know, it, it's a different sto- different strokes for different folks. Uh, so yeah. Sly and the Family Stone, uh, you don't even know who they are. You can Google them. But they were, they were a, a, a pop group way back in the 60s and 70s. And they had a song, different strokes for different folks. So whatever works <laughs> for you. Is I wanted to ask you, is there something in the morning that you look, I mean, I know you read, you pray, you write, and then you work out. So is there something that you particularly look forward to, even something small that makes you want to get up out of bed for people that don't want to get up out of bed? Yeah, well, you know, sometimes I when I wake up, it's like Christmas because I got an idea. You know, and no. I've, I've written 16, I think, books. I, I don't even know how many that are on Amazon. And I have uh, another 20 to go before I'm gone and probably more uh, I keep adding more <laughs> but uh but I get an idea like uh, right now I'm the idea that I'm working on is uh, a book called how to talk to and it's slash the, the two is, is uh, marked out with the boss how to talk mm. with the boss uh, and the idea of that is that I don't you don't you know we can talk to people or we can talk with people what you and I do on this podcast is talk with each other not to each other mm-hmm. uh, and, and I that's a better conversation, I think, than me telling you 
And, there are, and um, people are saying, well, you're duplicitous. Well, no, not sometimes I do tell you stuff. I do yeah. tell you because I'm older and I, I think you, you, you might need to hear that. But most of the time I want to have a conversation that's mutual, you know. So, um, so anyway, uh, I'm getting up early uh, lately because um, I, I'm excited about I get an idea. Oh, wow, I need to write that and, and put that into the book and all that kind of stuff. So uh, the working out, not so much. I don't, it's not <laughs> like I, I look forward to, to beating myself up. Now, I have, um, I had an oncologist who was a, a Green Beret colonel, full bird mm. colonel, wow. tough man, tough man. And um, in, in our conversations, he said that the best workout is one that when you're done, you feel like you got to puke. Right. And I've done some of those, you know, to, to, oh, man, I think I'm going to puke. I don't, but uh, that's how uh, uh, I strained, I guess, my muscles and all that. But I try not to do that too often because um, I don't want to hurt myself, you know. And the, the older you get, the easier it is to, to hurt and harder it is to recover. You'll understand yeah. in about 50 years. Different strokes for different folks. Um, my mom is very into yoga and she'd roll her eyes at you. She's like, Oh, I never want to puke. <laughs> um, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can get up and do yoga and stretching too, then, then teach their own. Um, yeah. But at least you do it. You know, yeah. I wanted to add uh, about our conversation last week. Um, there is a habit that I'm trying to do that I heard of. That means if something takes less than two minutes, you ought to just do it. Um, and, and the reason for that, thankfully, I, I think it was Civil Air Patrol that rooted this out of me. Not quite sure, but I, I'm proud to say and, and happy that I, I don't really procrastinate all that much. Um, my husband would tell you himself that he struggles with that. He doesn't like to, you know, if he knows he has to text somebody, it's it's hard to kind of get the text out. You just start thinking about, oh, I have to text somebody. I have to keep, I have to remember to do this. Well, the rule of if it takes less than two minutes, the problem is that procrastinating and thinking about it over and over and over might take two weeks or two months, or maybe you never do it at all. Yeah. And uh, and you cause yourself all this stress that uh, nowadays, this is something that the the youngins are talking about. I don't know, Chief, if you guys have talked about this, um, but a lot of people call it uh, paralysis, some kind of um, decision decision paralysis is what yeah. it is. Right, and right. and for us at least um i think it's a really big deal uh i i just watched a tech talk today in my marketing class and it was about decision paralysis and about the amount of decisions that we have to make every day nowadays versus you know 100 years ago or even maybe 100,000 years ago just a, a long time ago you know there wasn't there was your town, your city, and maybe something interesting happened twice in your life. You know, something really magical and novel happened twice or three times in your life. But now you can open your phone and see something novel, something extraordinary every single day over and over and over. You're met with all of these new things. And um, grocery stores, for example, I, I, uh, I know I'm rambling, but but this is really interesting to me. Uh, like a, the hot sauce aisle, uh, there's so many hot sauces to look at, or, or maybe you want to look for uh, brownie mixes. I found a, a Dolly Parton Dolly Parton brownie mix uh, on her birthday. It was uh, it was January 19th, and they they put put her brownie mix everywhere. Um, but in my marketing class, they were just talking about how a lot of times uh, companies will actually put less choices because customers are more satisfied with their choices when they didn't have to pick 
from a bunch of them. So if there mm. were six jams on a shelf, yeah. let's say the normal ones like strawberry, blueberry, whatever, um, maybe apricot or whatever. Um, and there was another shelf with 32 different jams with maybe peach and peach cobbler and mm. a bunch of different random ones. Um, more people would stop and look at the jams that were 32 because the the display is more impressive. But there were more buyers from the set of six. And the reason for that is because we don't like the overwhelm of decisions that we have to make every single day. Yeah. And if we know we blue we like blueberry jam, then, oh, it's right there. Great. Let's go. Yeah. So. So with the amount of decisions we have already in the day, I, if I could give any advice or I'm really just talking to myself here, um, try to be more minimalistic about it and kind of minimize the amount of decisions you have to make so that, you know, oh, do I want to be a person that goes to the gym, bringing it back to our original example? Right. Uh, yes. So, so that's my decision. There's no, there's no question. I'm going to work out today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to eat healthy today or I'm, I'm going to read today or whatever. And what might be helpful in that regard, I think, Deva, is that if you have a good sense of purpose, uh, you know, so, uh, I, I've always said that your purpose will drive you wherever your purpose wants, you know, wherever, however you need to get to your purpose. And if your purpose, for instance, is uh, to not gain too much weight, not to overeat to uh, sugar in particular, well, those then you have less decisions. Do I eat that or and that and that? And especially at the grocery store, you know, you have the ingredients in the back. Well, it's got, you know, 50%. What Deb tells me this, the first ingredient is what they have most of. So if you look at the back and it says sugar, okay, yeah. that's not good. You know, I, I'm trying to quit eating sugar. So I'm not doing that. So the decision that to do it or not is easier because you've already made the decision based on your purpose. If that makes any yeah. sense. A uh, quick story uh, about Gandhi. I, I may have shared this with sure. you before, maybe not. But uh, this woman and her, uh, brings her son to Gandhi uh, and asks her asks Gandhi to talk to her son to convince him not to eat too much sugar. And uh, Gandhi says, yes, of course, I will talk to him, but come back next week. So she goes off and does her thing. She comes back next week. And again, she asks Gandhi to talk to him. And uh, he does. And he convinces the, the young man not to eat too much sugar. And the lady, before she leaves, she asks uh, Gandhi, why couldn't you have done this last week? And Gandhi replies, because last week I too ate too much sugar. <laughs> yeah. Which is a, a beautiful story. Stephen Covey taught me that one. And uh, he always he always shared that one. But uh, but anyway, again, I think if you, if you have this, my purpose is this, then there are so many things that when they hit you, uh, they, they become opportunities. You say no to them. No, that's not my purpose. You know, that's pretty easy. I don't do that. that and we, I, th I think in our culture right now, we want to do everything. Mm -hmm. Well, sure, you can do a lot of things. You know, I, I consider myself a Renaissance man to some degree because I do a lot of different things. But there are a lot of other things that I don't do. You know, yeah. and, it, and it, uh, there's some power in being able to say no. Oh, absolutely. That's a huge deal, especially for, for my age. I think they call it FOMO, uh, <laughs> fear of fear of missing out. Oh, okay. Never heard of that one. Uh, yeah, the, okay. yeah, FOMO. Uh, and that's a big deal because people end up overworking their schedules and doing things they absolutely don't want to do just because they feel like everybody else is doing them and they're going to miss out on the experience. And I mm. just talked myself out of something the other day for that same reason. I joined a club um, even though I've got a lot of other stuff going on, I wanted to just get one club 
well, I'd gr- before I graduated UT and I knew I had a kid and 18 hours, but I wanted to do it. So I joined the, the Kendra Scott Women's and Entrepreneurship Institute. They call it Case Welly. Any, anyways. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> now, lots of acronyms. You're not but... making all of this up, are you? No, 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 okay. no. All right. so we're all about acronyms, uh, these, okay. the youngins. Um, but there was an event, a celebration, and I almost didn't go because I, I, I was introspective and I actually said, you know what? I have a lot to do today. I'm not really interested in going. And I almost talked myself out of it. But then I ended up going. I parked. I had the baby with me. I parked. There was no parking. So I parked two blocks away. I walked with all my stuff and the baby carrier parked in a spot. I wasn't sure if I was going to get towed or not. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I got there and everyone was doing their own thing. There wasn't very many people. It wasn't very interesting. I spent 10 minutes and then I turned around and left and went home. And I thought I went through all that trouble really because of FOMO. Um, it wasn't a celebration for me. It was for some of the other girls in the group. And um, I, I should have just listened to my my inner my inner voice at that time. But yeah. uh, you always wonder what what if. What yeah, if I, yeah. You know. and, but that can work against you too. Uh, I remember not well. It's probably been longer than I can remember uh, than I than it actually was. But uh, I, there's a gentleman by the name of Edwards Deming. Yeah, he, he was a, a PhD. He was an incredible. He uh, was the uh, the the creator of quality, the quality movement. And mm-hmm. I don't know that you study that at all anymore. But mm-hmm. after the World War II, he spent a lot of time in Japan helping them. Uh, uh, recreate their economy and all that. And of course, now, you know, we're an incredibly rich co- country. But uh, uh, Dr. Demings was a uh, just a, a genius. And he came to, uh, and it may have been to Pueblo, somewhere locally nearby, uh, to speak. And I thought, well, I'll catch him some other time. Hmm. And he died. Hmm. You know, I, I'm sorry that he did, not because I didn't get to see him, but I, I didn't have, I, I didn't, I could have gone and it was no big deal. It was just, you know, I, let me get in a car and go see him. And it was, I think it was free and all that, but I, I, I procrastinated that yeah. to the point where I'll, I'll never get to hear him now, which, you know, that makes me sad and I beat myself up a little bit for not having done that. But uh, so it works, it can work both ways. And probably yeah. your, your intuition, especially, I, I don't know, I guess I, men have intuition, but I think women have a better sense of that. So, um, so ladies, you're, uh, I am going to make this statement. Y'all are smarter than us guys. Oh my goodness. So I have said <laughs> it thank you. Uh, there. I said it. It's, it is so. You said it, it, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> it must be I'll true. take it. I'm, I'm sure I'm, you can Google it and somebody else said it too. Uh, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> oh, <uh-oh>. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the idea behind all of this stuff that we've been talking about the last week and this week, uh, Deva is of course, yeah, once you've made a commitment that you did in the last uh, part of this uh, development, then do it, you know, to the best of your ability, do it. Or or, or don't say, and here's, I, I think this is where you become duplicitous, when we say, I am committed to it, but I don't do it. You know, mm-hmm. again, I know I should do it, but I don't. Well, then you really don't know that you should do it. So, yeah. You know, be uh, sensible about that. And, you know, it's like, and this is still, uh, this is early February. So people are still going to the gym, going to lose those 50 pounds that they said they were going to lose in two months. And yeah. God bless you for trying, but, you know, make it 10. And then that'll generate more energy to do 10 more. And eventually mm-hmm. by the end of the year, you could do 50 or 60. So, but um, 
uh, and and I, I'm glad you mentioned uh, having a, an accountability partner, because mm -hmm. that is, I think that's crucial. If you have someone that will hold you accountable, not beat you up, but at least yeah. give you a little bit of a, a, I think that I like the term nudge. Hey, you, you said we were going to do this. Let's go do this. You know, that always, uh, it, it's easier to lie to yourself than it is to somebody else. Yeah. Don't be afraid to fire your accountability partner too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, true. I, I mean, yeah, you don't want someone to beat you up, but if, if someone's like, Oh, you're, you've been fine. You're, you know, you're, I know you can't fit into your pants you love anymore, but you know, you're beautiful either way. And, and I, I was listening to another podcast. I think it's really important to mention um, that sometimes insecurities can be a big motivator. Um, it mm. Just because we have an insecurity doesn't mean that there's something wrong with us. We shouldn't feel that way. Um, if you, if you want to buy bigger pants, go buy bigger pants. You don't, not everybody has to lose weight, for example. Um, but if your pants are getting a little too tight and you wish you could fit into your pants, you know, maybe that's a sign. Maybe that insecurity is a first sign to, Oh, don't worry. I can do something about this. There are some people who say, you know, I don't want to have to change, but who doesn't want to change for the better? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, pretty I think a lot of us would, would agree with that. So mm. um, something that I use um, that I just helped Jacob with earlier, uh, he's looking for a new job, by the way. Um, his current job is, is practicing bad leadership um, actively. Um, mm. But uh, so he's looking for a new one and he wanted to reach out to this, number to this man that his friend had given to get a job and he was nervous and didn't want to call so there is a process called OODA loop you yep. know of it yep. Yep. Oh, yeah yeah um, observe... in the air force yeah 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 that's probably where i got it from um observe orient decide and act so if you observe the scenario um with the phone call for example you know i'm here he's there he's not evil he doesn't hate me i'm me i'm a good worker you know, all those things, observe, orient, you know, I'm calling because I need a job. He needs somebody to work. Um, I, you know, again, I'm a good worker, like the, those types of things that where you can really like get a bearing for what the scenario is. And obviously this is a simple scenario, but it can get quite complicated too. And you can still use this process. And then the decision point for this, at least, was really simple. It's, am I going to call? Yes or no? And the answer was obviously yes. There, There's no no. And so um, based on our conversation earlier, it takes less than two minutes to call, especially if he doesn't answer and you leave a voicemail. So really, you should just go ahead and do it now and stop procrastinating and stop worrying about it and adding extra stress. Um, so that last step was was to act. And um, that makes it really easy because you've talked yourself down to the point where you're like, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I need to do. Um, I can't talk myself out of it anymore. So I have to do it in fact. Yeah. So yeah. helpful. Yeah. And, and uh, in that decision process, I think, uh, Dave, the, the important thing is what are the consequences of the decision? If they're mm -hmm. negative, maybe not, not a good decision. If it's mm -hmm. positive, maybe a good decision, you know? And again, we want to, especially when we're talking about developing character, good character is to do the things that are going to make you better, like you just said, and, and healthier too. W with the uh, physical fitness part, you know, the, I, when you're young, you don't really care about that that much. You know, mm -hmm. I, I can run a mile and a half. When I was 20, I could run a mile and a half in what, seven minutes or something. And wow. big no, no, nothing affected me, you know. Uh, but now, and as you get older, you can't do that anymore because your your muscles don't. Uh, if you haven't maintained them, and um, 
and then you have to, you know, but you got to maintain the vessel in order to be healthy, to be able to do the things that you want to do, the positive things, take care of your family and be around and help and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I, I think if it makes you feel, feel good, you know, healthy, great, keep doing it. And, and again, you don't have to do it all in one day. I remember one time I was an accountability partner for this uh, young lady. She was a captain in the Air Force. This was at Ramstein Air Base. And uh, we agreed that we would be, uh, uh, we would connect with each other every uh, Monday morning to, to check up on, you know, measure what we did last week. And I remember this one time she writes me a text, sends me a, an email, chief, I wasn't able to get out to, to work out at all last, last week, but I'm not, I'm off today. So I'm going to go spend eight hours uh, in the gym. Right. No, no, that's not, you're not yeah. going to make up for it. You know, that yeah. Kill you. Uh, it's okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's start yeah. all over again. Uh, you know, half an hour every day. And, but, that's but none funny. of this, again, we overwhelm ourselves and, uh, that does no good for us. So, well, uh, speaking of overwhelming, I got uh, five things I got to do and th uh, time for three of them. Make so, a list, prioritize it. Right, yes. Put a loop, sir. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> you take care. You have a great week and uh, keep studying. Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at cloc at leadershipandforesight.org. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.